You're listening to an interview recorded at the ICE 2019 conference in Schaumburg, Illinois. Enjoy the program. Hey, welcome back to Edutech, guys. We're coming to you live from ICE 2019 in beautiful Schaumburg, Illinois. We have the hot seats filled, and we're going to let these two gentlemen tell you who they are and what they do and where they're from and all that kind of good stuff. So here we go. Hey, hello. Uh, my name is Dan Hickey. I'm a senior in high school, and uh, we're here at ICE here presenting our nonprofit organization, Discover Technology, and I'm here with my partner here. Hi, my name is Hazim Zain Eden. I'm the CTO of Discover Technology, and I am a junior inside of Carl Sandburg High School. Awesome, cool. Now, Carl Sandburg is, uh, is a happening place. Uh, we, we met the oh, yeah. eSports team yesterday. So, uh, you, know, you guys are here, and you know, so okay, so tell us about uh, your company, your, your nonprofit. Yeah, so um, Discover Technology is the name, and we are a nonprofit organization centered around uh, exposing computer science to kids of all ages around our community and just in general, just getting the kids used to computer science and having a program. Um, it's really an amazing thing. It's, I, I personally love the program. That's mainly the reason why I founded this uh, company to do so. Awesome. So can you give us a little bit of in-depth about how that goes about? How have you done it? Is it an app? Is it a website? Is it a... Absolutely. So basically I'm going to go through a run-through of what we would do as soon as we would go and uh, meet and figure out who we would like to train. We basically go up to their school and we would reserve a time slot, let's say like an hour, and we'd go ahead and we'd try and break them into the whole entire coding society, I guess and try and bring them in, whether it's through block code for younger ages or object-oriented for uh, uh, older kids. And we want to try and teach them in any way possible to try and get attached to code and sort of get going and learn the basics of code so they could develop that on their own. So what, what it really got you guys going? Was it the idea of creating this because of your love for code and then the entrepreneurial end of it? Did that really kind of get you going and they can think, hey, I want to kill two birds with one stone here kind of thing? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So um, programming, I've always grown up as this being like a prominent aspect in my life. Uh, I started learning programming when I was 10 years old. My father uh, tried to teach me programming. Um, <laughs> um, we met at a library and uh, we were going opening up the Java book. And uh, this is object-oriented programming. And we're just trying to get in the basics of just printing hello on the screen. Yeah. Now, he grew up with programming basic. I'm not sure if you guys are yeah. aware of that. Yeah. 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 We're, we're old enough to know. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he was so used to the nice command-based things like go to line this and that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so writing down the template for Java, it was definitely, it was almost like hieroglyphs. It, it was really hard to write and be able to decipher this. We're following the book to the T and we're getting these errors and we have no clue why. Um, and it was just one of the coolest things of finally being able to solve that and get it on the application. So that was just like the amazing feeling that I had. And I, I knew that tons of other kids would love to program too, I'm certain. But they always have that stereotype that math is something that's really prominent that you need to have like a high understanding of it. Mm-hmm. In which uh, I proved that it's not. You don't really need that high sophistication of knowing how to do all this math like sure like down the road you're going to need to know how to do like some cool algorithms and such but like just to get into coding you don't really need that much yeah yeah Yeah. it's just another language exactly yes yes yes. yeah so what prompted you to form a non-profit Mm -hmm. uh in order to to you know kind of further your passion yeah so i i wanted to make so I did this kind of as a freelance type thing uh, ahead of time before I made Discover Technology. I just tutored kids in my school, like, hey, this is how you program C++ or Java. And I just really wanted to get people at the level I'm at, because I'm like one of the few kids in my school 
let alone the district, that actually know how to program object-oriented well. Like, we have the AP Computer Science class, mm -hmm. but kids just stop there based on the level because they don't know how to take it further or do anything. Because I taught myself all the languages that I know now. So it was really just um, trying to get used to that atmosphere in a sense. And I wanted to make my own nonprofit for this, um, mainly because uh, it, like, it's all free now. We, we don't really charge any schools money for this. So it's just like another way we could put it underneath a name of like, hey, this is what we do, just to get the word out there that, hey, we can teach programming and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So Hazim, how did, how did the chief technology officer position open up for you? How did you get involved with this? Absolutely. So uh, Dan started off, and he loved doing the uh, YouTube aspect of it. We have our YouTube channel, and he posts many <laughs> videos on there yeah. and tries to do as much teaching as he can off of YouTube. And sort of as we were sort of starting to expand and going in, in person, to these schools, we noticed that we needed some hardware and, and an aspect of that that started to branch out other than just the uh, coding aspect of things. And I also personally have been coding ever since I was young as well. Mm -hmm. But contrary to Dan over here, he started with object-oriented coded with his dad. I started with just basic block code on code.org and Scratch. Yeah. Yeah. And in those olden days, <laughs> Scratch code almost always <laughs> worked. Olden <laughs> days. Olden days, man. I'm still young. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when we started over back then, uh, Scratch was very easy and almost always worked. Sure. So for me, getting into that was much easier than Dan's object-oriented code and where he came into struggles in that way. So uh, through that and through my knowledge of code and through my friendship with Dan, it sort of just branched out into, you know, hey, he knows code and he's good with technology. Yo, I need a bit of help with this. <laughs> let's branch out and let's let's create this nonprofit. Uh, That's really I awesome. love that one of you just dove straight into the deep end with having no idea how to swim. And the other one kind of eased in. We're going to step into the shallow end one little step at a time. That's <laughs> yep. That is so fantastic. That, that makes a great. good partnership, though. It you know? does. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, you, you, need the, you need the one pie in the sky. Let's always push, push, push. And then you need somebody going, okay, let me, let's, get this, let's get the workflow going first. And then <laughs> yeah. so, uh, I want to talk a little bit about, um, so first of all, how long has your uh, organization been around? Yeah, when, so, when was it founded? Okay, yeah, August of uh, 2018. Okay, okay, so less than a year. Yes. All right, so yes. senior in high school, junior in high school. Yes. Yep. Talk about the process itself of um, what what you went through in order to form a nonprofit. Because I mean, there's going to be a lot of folks out there that are like, wait a minute, this is a senior in high school and he's already got a nonprofit? How did that <laughs> <Yeah>. happen? <laughs> so talk about the process of forming the nonprofit. Okay, so... Um, well, I get a, got a lot of help from my father, who was sure. a lawyer, so he was able to take care of all the That helps a lot. Three, yes. <laughs> so he, he knew all the technical side of it, yeah. say the legislative side of it. So he knew, like, oh, okay, you need to get this form, this, 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 mm -hmm. and this. We need to make a board as well. So he knew all of the technicalities around that aspect. And then I was able to form, like, the classes or, like, the, the activities I wanted to do because uh -huh. I already had an idea of, like, how to do it. And I was already teaching kids in high school at this point. So I already knew, I already had like ideas written up and like this is like the videos I had. So it was just going to be going down that list in a sense. So like this is how I'm going to teach it. Um, and then he was able to help with all that stuff there too. Which yeah. Is, yeah. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. So so you've got your company formed and you, you've, you've already been working with other students in your school. Yes. All right. Yep. So now walk us through approaching other schools mm -hmm. And getting those students to actually, you know, come out and try this. You know, coding's yeah. kind of a big scary thing to a lot of folks. Yeah. You know, so how do you how did how did you approach the schools with it, and then by extension get those students to participate? 
Yeah, yes. Um, For sure. So uh, one of the main ways that we attract other schools is the fact that we're absolutely free. So mm -hmm. that schools don't need to apply for grants or any money that's extra out of their regular budget to go ahead and bring in people to go ahead and, and teach code and everything. So that simplifies a lot of things for them, like via uh, logistics and everything like that. Sure. So they don't have to deal with anything like that. On top of that as well, uh, we focus on all the age groups. Like we talked about earlier, I focus on Scratch and the object or non-object oriented sort of easy block code. That focuses on like the younger age groups. Mm -hmm. And then Dan focuses on the object oriented deep end. So we make sure to you know get the whole entire spectrum. And even if we go to an older age, we try to bring them in through the shallow end. Sure. So they could you know get used to it and you know get engaged through that. Awesome. So you guys said you come in for about an hour at a time, right? So mm -hmm. in this hour chunk, or, or you've got this one hour chunk, yeah. you know, no one's going to learn, well, very few people are going to learn coding you know, at a proficient level in an hour. So talk about the, how, how do you extend that working with the students in the school? Yeah, so the main thing is that we just want to make sure that they understand, like, hey, this is like how you write hello, and it's not as complicated as it may seem. So we kind of just want to expose them to, like, this is programming in general, and then um, they could either take, like, a class at their school, or they could further their education by going, like, towards us, because we have the online videos and such that I have. Yeah. Or even, like, the one-on-one -on -one in person. So, like, we meet with, like, workshops, like, either at, the, like, the library or, like, the fire district that we have, too. Um, so it's just a way of, like, these one hours at the school is kind of, like, this is, like, the rundown of everything here, too. And we like to, like, uh, advertise that we're all age-inclusive, because we structure our classes and such sure. around that age group, in a sense. So even if we're going to get first graders, we might be doing a lesson on maybe doing, like, a merge start, which is, like, a really advanced algorithm but they don't even know they're doing it because right. it's just like simple mm -hmm. yeah. like in school today like there's kids learning algebra in, like in first second grade and they don't even know it because it's right. just like what's the missing uh, number here and if you replace right. it with an X is exactly what you're doing in algebra which is higher yeah, up exactly yeah, yeah. 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 well and that's my next question as young entrepreneurs um, <laughs> where do you see this going because you're, you're a senior yes yeah. you're getting ready to, to go to post-secondary college oh, yeah. university college, yes. yeah. yeah so uh, where do you see this going is it your side hustle as the, as the young kids like to say <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I really think this um, definitely could be a prolonged business in a sense. Uh, yeah. I've always think education is really cool with it. I've always liked teaching other people, mm -hmm. and definitely something with computer science is something I'm gonna pursue in college. It's gonna be kind of easy to do in a sense. Uh, I could always do it on the side with it, because um, it's gonna help me with my communication skills and leadership skills and such too, like in teamwork, um, as well as being able to help these kids and get them to want to do maybe a new career that they haven't even thought of something yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. It's very similar to Sand, but although uh, I'm a junior, it gives me a bit more time to yeah. focus on this. So while he'll be off studying inside of college, I'm going to be continuing this program inside of our school and expanding it to other schools as well and trying to outreach as much as I can. But one of the main things that brought me into this business was the entrepreneurship side of it. Yeah. So I sort of wanted to, you know, start a business and, and do something that was outside of my comfort zone and, and feel like I, I have a change inside of this world without having that mindset behind my mind that, oh, okay, I have to worry about budgeting. I have to worry about, oh, yeah, I have to pay the rent this week or I have to buy this, buy that or anything like that. So it kind of clears up the path. It makes the path much easier to, to achieve that entrepreneurship or or status of an actual company. You know, sure. gentlemen, I have to tell you, the fact that you get the idea that this country has is an open door to pretty much anything you want to mm -hmm. do, and you found the entry level that is entrepreneurship, 
That's awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. th- this might be something that keeps going, and, and it might not, but it's just going to be the next stepping stone to something else that happens. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very impressed with you guys. Uh, your communication skills are, are on point, uh, yeah. really on point. Um, uh, so if our listeners want to find out more, uh, you know, pick your brain, contact you, find out about getting you to come and do an hour at their school, what's the best way they can contact you? Um, well, we also have a website up too, and but probably the best way is probably through email. Okay. okay. Um, so it is discovertechnologynfp at gmail.com. Awesome. You Same thing for our website as well. Yes. Discovertechnologynfp.com. Cool. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> um, guys, it's been really fun. I hope yes. you have a having a great time here. This is this is is this your first kind of educational tech conference to yep. go to? Yes, first year. Yes, yeah. It's very different, isn't it? <laughs> oh yes. yeah, yeah. It's it's, re- it's really exciting. It's good yeah. to meet educators and administrators and find out what they're looking for and, and share your stories. Yeah, it's great to branch out and you know extend your bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yes, yeah. Guys, it's been great having you on the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh-huh. Thank you very Thank you. much. You've been listening to an interview from ICE 2019 in Schaumburg, Illinois. Thank you for listening.